Hey listeners, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to introduce you to a brand that's all about good health and great taste. It's time to level up your beverage game with HealthAid Kombucha. HealthAid isn't just any drink. It's a wellness powerhouse packed with probiotics, antioxidants, and organic goodness. With a wide range of mouth-watering flavors, you're in for a treat with every sip. From classic flavors like cayenne cleanse and ginger lemon to the bold and adventurous pink lady apple and berry lemonade, there's something for everyone. But here's the real magic. Health Aid Kombucha is more than just a tasty beverage. It's a drink that loves your gut. It's raw, vegan, gluten-free, and never contains artificial anything. So if you're looking to boost your digestive health, support your immune system, and enjoy delicious, guilt-free refreshment, Health Aid Kombucha is your go-to choice. Ready to make your change for the better? Head over to healthaid.com and use promo code TMB for an exclusive discount on your first order. That's healthaid.com with promo code TMB. Cheers to a healthier you, and thanks to Health Aid Kombucha. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're going to hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener. Like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. All right, this week we have a very special guest. Jessica Marshall actually flew in from Las Vegas to be on the show, which uh, I'm honored, and I, I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Um, no one's ever truly flown in just mm-hmm. to be on the self-starter show, but here we are. Uh, Jess, has, Jess is Ms. Daisy. Uh, Jess has blown up her business in Las Vegas. She is a florist, a florist for the stars, a florist for the – she's the florist of the strip. Mm-hmm. Is that a cool thing to say? Yeah, I think so. And a nice ring to it. Yeah, so what exactly are you working on right now? Tell us what Ms. Daisy looks like today. Well, we just came off our biggest month ever to date. Um, Started this business about nine and a half years ago. And this past month, we were just cranking business between Formula One. It was the first time Formula One happened in Las Vegas, which was huge for us, huge for the city. Um, rolled into Thanksgiving centerpiece orders that we had, and then um, AWS, which is the big Amazon week that they have in Vegas. So we were slammed. My team was slammed. We did a great job and came to New York to talk to you and relax for a couple of days. I love it. You deserve it. So have you, as your company been growing nine and a half years, has every month been better than the last? I mean, I think that the floral business in Vegas is more cyclical. So I'd say like Year to year, it's been growing, and now I have really great data on what my strong months are and what are going to be you know, our best quarters versus months where there's a little bit more time to um, be out there and grabbing more business and um, working on you know, just back-of-house things. Got it. So being that we're in December, we're at the end of the year, mm-hmm. the end of Q4, mm-hmm. do you segment your business like that? Like, Do you set quarterly goals, yearly goals? How does that work? Yeah, I, I set a yearly goal with the expectations of growing, 
you know, 20% over last year per quarter. So um, we've been growing, which has been awesome. Uh, but I really try and just set yearly goals just because conventions really drive my business. So, um, as much as I know that, you know, your big conventions, they come pretty much the same time every year. Uh, sometimes they move around. So sometimes it'll be in, you know, Q2 instead of Q3 and things like that. So for me, like having a yearly goal number is more beneficial. Got it. And probably more manageable than quarterly goals with what you're saying with Mm -hmm. certain conventions might be at a different time Mm -hmm. each year. Yeah. Um, do you have certain conventions that are bigger spenders mm-hmm. when it comes to floral? Yeah. I'd say like Consumer Electronics Show is probably our biggest show that we do. Why um, is that? We have a lot of the big brands that come to town. So we work with, you know, different car brands, tech brands. Um, they love to, you know, spend. A lot of their C-level guys are coming to the show. So they want to make sure their dinners look good, that their their booths look good, that the, you know, the suites and the rooms are nice. So yeah, there's just a bigger emphasis on floral and decor for certain shows versus, you know, SEMA, which is still a really great show for me. It's just not as strong as CES. SEMA's SEMA? the It's the car show that happens Got in it. November. Yeah. All right. So yeah. where did this love for floral come from? I mean, I, I remember back 10 plus years ago, you talking about, pretty much talking about this. Yeah. But let's go even further back behind mm-hmm. that. When did your love for, one, being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. come into play? And then how did that roll into being a florist? Oh, man. Well, I feel like I've always had an entrepreneurial sense to me from when I was a little girl. Um, My family's um, had a business in Las Vegas that I was really privileged to be able to see the inner workings of. Um, you know, my grandpa was a very hard worker in Las Vegas. My dad was as well, is as well. And, um, they were just really my icons and who I looked up to, to, you know, understand like what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I always wanted to be a business owner. You know, I, I liked school. I wasn't probably the best student out of everyone, but for me, I just wanted to make money, you know, have businesses. And, and that was always been my focus from when I was, you know, 10 years old, I was washing golf carts in the neighborhood and, um, you know, trying to save up money to go to the Barbie convention that would come to town or, you know, in high school, I started a shoe bedazzling company and I took that with me to Arizona where, you know, we both went to college and um, I've always just bear down. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit because I I love making money. For me, it's fun. Um, My dad loves making money. It's something that is just kind of in me to do. And it's always been really an exciting, an exciting part of, of my day to day. You know, I, I love that. So yeah. what was the business that your grandfather was in? Was it a family business that your dad that went into that you got to kind of see the inside workings on? Yeah. So actually, um, my great grandma, my family's been in Las Vegas since the early fifties. So my dad was actually born in Las Vegas and I was wow. also born in Las Vegas, which makes me kind of a Vegas unicorn being yeah. second generation, which is cool. But uh, my family had um, uh, souvenir shops and T-shirt shops and dress shops in on you know, in the big properties on the Strip since the 50s. <laughs> so my family's always been in retail. Um, really started with my great-grandma had the first gift shop at the Temple Beshalom, the old temple. I love was, this. I, I, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And so um, she had the temple shop, and then she started selling secondhand cashmere sweaters to the showgirls in the 50s. 
My grandma had three daughters, uh, one of them being my grandma. My great, sorry, my great grandma had three daughters, one of them being my grandma, Jane. And Grandma Jane married my grandpa Art. And Art and his brother-in-law, Herb Russo, started a company called Marshall Russo. So they took my great grandma's store on uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, which is kind of, you know, now it'd be more downtown Las Vegas. It was a little store called Sarah's. And they brought those stores into the Desert Inn, the Dunes, Sahara, Old MGM, and all of these older hotels and started Marshall Russo, which was the clothing store. Did you ever get to have a conversation with, with them about the process and get, making that happen? Oh, yeah. My grandpa wrote a book about it. You know, he, yeah, it's, it's pretty but your cool. Your grandpa wrote a book about it. Yeah. It's called The Marshall Plan. And it's <sighs> all about, you know, his story and... Um, how him and my grandma got to Las Vegas from Cleveland and kind of the growth of the business. And That's awesome. Wait, yeah. so how long ago did you write this book? Um, probably 15 years ago now, I'd say. He passed away this past August. So, which is interesting because I, I feel very fortunate, you know, to be 37 and have my, my grandpa for so long. Um, but he he was able to see a lot of my business, you know, and he was always very proud of what I was able to accomplish, um, you know, throughout my career. And it was just always kind of a cool thing that, yeah, we were always talking about business, you know, how are numbers today? What's going on? And um, my grandpa then became a gaming commissioner in the 90s in Las Vegas. And then um, I'm kind of chopping up a story. My dad took over their business and really grew it from eight stores to 78 stores. And then all yeah. in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, yeah. And then there's some air airport stores as well. Mm -hmm. And then they were able to sell the company and so on and so forth. So, But I've always been around the business mindsets of, you know, my dad and my grandpa. And, right, and seeing the inner workings and yeah. kind of seeing how it went from one store, mm -hmm. not seeing it go from one store to 78, mm -hmm. but being able to have the conversations of how did you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my, my dad and my grandpa started a bank in – Nevada with some of their business partners and they started um, a bank mm -hmm, in Nevada. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. You you have must have a lot of information on that. I, yeah, it's not really my story to tell, but I was around you know the the beginning workings of that, and then you know my dad also started uh, has a couple of restaurants downtown Las Vegas and is in the real estate game. So for coming kind of full circle to your original question, like how did I even get into this? I always wanted to be in business. It was always something that made sense to me, something that I was really always excited about. Um, but the floral part of it is funny because ever since I was a little girl, my mom always had a really beautiful rose garden at our house growing up. So she would always cut, you know, a flower and, and have one in my room, one in my sister's room. Um, when I was younger, my dad would always send roses to my sister and I, my mom, over Valentine's Day. And I always thought that was cool. And during prom and homecoming and those, the dances in high school, like the corsage is, you know, I, I would always make such a big deal about it. And it's so funny now because when high school kids call me about their corsages, I'm just like, it's three colors, you know, like I'm not doing a leopard print ribbon. But but it's funny because that's who I, I was always like so particular about how I wanted it. There was always something about flowers to me that um, was really unique and pretty and fresh and fun. And, um, you know, the concept of being able to grow something and then being able to, you know, cut it and keep it and smell it and enjoy it was always kind of fun for me. So. And it's interesting that you didn't go into any of the family businesses, but you just took what you were able to learn from being in the family businesses yeah. and start your own. So then when I went to Arizona, I was a retail major. And um, 
upon graduation, Terry Lundgren at the time was the CEO of Macy's, and he had also he's an alumni of Arizona, so he came um, to recruit off campus and heard me speak. I was the president of a retail club, and you know said that he has a a program at Macy's to grow buyers. And so it's kind of like a buying training program. What did you think about? Do you remember what you thought about that when he? Told yeah, you I was that? like, oh my god, I'm going to New York. That's so cool. And you know, it was just kind of like such like a big idea. And I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after college, but I loved the idea of moving to New York. I had gone the summer before, and I just thought that would be such a cool next place to go. You know, coming from Vegas, graduating from Arizona, and then ending up in New York. And I thought I'd be in New York for a year or so with this Macy's thing, and I'd go back to Las Vegas. I ended up staying in New York for six and a half years. And um, I really loved it. I loved my time here in the city um, after Macy's. Um, I was there for two and a half years, I think. And then LinkedIn became a thing. And I made a LinkedIn profile. And then I was recruited from Ross Dress for Less. I was a buyer over there in Calvin Klein dresses. And then that was great off-price learning. Um, and then I was playing an intramurals flag football team. So bizarre. And someone asked me, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a buyer you know, at Ross. They said, oh, we're looking for buyers. We're, we're creating a startup called fab.com. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, here's my resume. You know, I was kind of into having a little more um, freedom in the job. Um, totally. At this point, you've gone from college to corporate, mm-hmm. still in corporate. Mm-hmm. And now you have this startup mm-hmm. who's bringing you an opportunity. Do you feel that you had had enough experience? Do you feel you had enough experience as a buyer with Macy's and then Ross yeah. to then go for fab.com? Yeah, I mean, being in the merchant training program at Macy's, understanding big box retail, and then going and learning about off-price retail um, and really seeing all the different facets of what that you know took to run and how to be a buyer and how they did the open to buy and all of that. And then being able to go to a startup where um, they they thought that I had all this amazing experience, which I did at the time, and then converting those concepts into flash sales concepts. So understanding how to be a buyer, but being able to have the relations with the vendors and saying, hey, like, you know, what do you have? What can we put up on the site? And it was such a fun flash sales concept. And they were so open with trying any products really that were fun and colorful and clean photos and modern. Um, yeah, it was it was a really well, were fun they time. still I mean, they were still in a form of beta mm-hmm. while you were coming on. So yeah, I was, was their 42nd employee. That's and awesome. then they blew up to like over 800, 850 employees or something. Yeah. And so I was there for two years. Yeah. And what was those two years like? And then what happened at the end of the two years? I mean, it was fun. It was like an open open office format. Um, you know, anything kind of went kind of like the- Much really, different than corporate life. Much different than corporate life. You were able to work remotely. Um, before work remotely was like- Yeah. I mean, this was like in- a thing, or not, not, a, not before it was a thing, but before it was like kind of like demanded. Yeah, this was like in 2012, so this was a while back. But yeah, it was just fun. I was it was exciting to go to work. You know, I was able to. I also was working off commission, so it was fun for me to, you know, rake up my numbers and make those big sales. And I felt like a big macher. You know, like what did, and it was uh, a cool what, experience. What did a sale? What what computed a sale for you? So is it you bring in, let's say, um, you know, not health. Let's mm-hmm. say health aid made merch mm-hmm. and they wanted to push, you know, we're doing a 70% off. What part of that? Was it the bringing mm-hmm. in the client or the amount sold on the site? Let's say like Health Aid had a lot of extra product and they were sitting on it. You know, I would say, hey, let's throw up a flash sale 
and let's mark it down, you know, 20% and see how many we can sell in a day. You know, it's just a that kind of concept. And then it would really be the numbers of how how much product you could sell. And then based off of your flash sale, was the vendor happy? Were the customers happy? You know, how big were the margins? Your um, Ross for less experience probably was like the synergy behind from the synergy from that into fab.com was mm-hmm. probably amazing. Yeah. It was. It was really cool. It was really a Ross was they do an incredible job in their business. Um, the concept of their jelly bean assortment not being able to find, you know, more than three I- of the exact same item in a store um, is Can you is explain genius. that? What is it? Yeah, so they um, – You they, just like threw that out there like the sorry, jelly bean, so they the do, jelly so, bean concept. So the Ross Dress for Less customer actually shops the store once a week. So that customer is going to the store constantly. They go and they consider it to be a treasure hunt. So when their customers are shopping, they're having fun like finding these great items. You know, as a buyer um, and uh, and your counterpart would be a planner, your job is to be able to pulse out that product so there's not too much of it in the stores. But you're getting the deals because you're buying it in bulk, but you're putting it away. And then the planner helps like pulse out the product to all the different stores. So the concept is really um, making it fun. So every time that customer is coming, when they're coming weekly, that they're seeing new product and new assortments and new things. Um, it helps the vendor get get rid of, you know, items that they have that they may be sitting on. Um, and you just are constantly selling just new and fun different products. So is that a matter of like uh, buying X amount of a product? Let's say you buy 100 purple shirts mm-hmm. from Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. but only putting 10 in this store, 10 in that store, 10 in that store and kind of yeah. divvying it up. Yeah. And then maybe holding on to them until next spring, you know, if it's <clears throat> you're going into winter and then spring, oh, okay, you know. Lavender shirts are better back, you know, and it, it just it can be seasonal, um, and just really having the great relationships with the vendors is what really makes the that business so strong. So two years at Fab.com. Mm-hmm. At what point in those two years did Ms. Daisy start to become an itch? Well, not it didn't. Um, not Fab it. closed. Oh, wait. Okay, <laughs> so, at, but at that time. You weren't at any point. At that time, I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of ready to move back to Vegas. Well, when did you buy the domain for Ms. Daisy? Um, February of tw- 14. Okay, so, at, so towards the end. So of- after. So f- I, f- I left fab, or fab. My time with Fab was up November 2013. Then I went to Hawaii for like three weeks, and I was like, I feel like what I remember you do? talking about like. A flower shop on wheels. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So then I was like, hey, maybe I should like open up a flower shop. So what was cool is I was, you know, walking through the flower district to get to work. To, while you were at fab.com. Well, no, even – yeah, while I was at fab, um, while I was at Macy's, while I was at Ross because the flower district is right before, you know, yeah, Herald like Square 20, and that's where everyone is. Yep. So I would take a class here and there just to like do a flower arranging class. I thought that was fun. I thought it was cool that the markets were there, that you could kind of buy that all these fun. wholesale flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once things, you know, ended with fab, it took some time. I figured, what am I going to do? Okay. I'm going to spend another year in New York and I'm going to go to flower school. And so then like, you know, that was just kind of like, oh, I'm going back to school. Like, what am I doing? Chronologically. So tell me where we're at right now. We're January 2013, maybe. Maybe ahead of myself a year. I started my business February 2014. Okay, so about a year before that. Mm-hmm. Like, a year before that, yeah. Oh, let me go to floral school. I'm going to go to flower school, yeah. So I went to the New York Flower School, and I did a couple of 
intro classes, you know, like business and floral, you know, how to build structures, your basic, how do you handle flowers, and I ended up doing different courses between six to eight weeks. How'd you feel about them? But they're great. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, I'm going to learn how to do everything. And, you know, how am I going to get an internship? I need to get some real, you know, training. And while I was there, I took a course from Meredith Perez, who owns um, Belfour. And she had been in business at that time for about 18 years at that point. But she teaches a, a wedding, you know, a wedding course on how to do wedding florals, how to have meetings with clients, um, how to write a proposal, all of that. So while I was there, I went up to her after class and I was like, hey, like, I think you're amazing. I'd love to come work for you, you know, and she's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not really hiring right now, but like I take interns and I was like, okay. And um, the course ended and she, she gave me her office address. Um, Where was it? She's she's still there. She's on 20th and 5th. Yeah. On the fourth floor. And um, I don't know if there's like TMI here, but. I found no, out she's twenty fifth is a corner. Yeah. No, yeah. So I find out she's Jewish, and the next day I wear my Star David to class because I was like, oh my god, like this lady's awesome. Like I gotta work for her. I find out she's Jewish. I wear my Star David the next day. I'm like, I really want to work for you, and she was like, okay, and she she sees me and she knows that I'm eager, and I, I she goes, okay, come to my office tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Mind you, like I'd been making like six figures at this point. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like going to this lady's office and I sit there and I sit there for, at 12 o'clock and I am just like, my eyes are so big. I, oh my God, there's orchids coming in and there's delivery drivers going out and there's, um, she has, you know, customers coming in to talk through their weddings and well, the phone's point, ringing and I'm just like right, a you're, sponge. You're 27 years old yeah, and you have a passion for the flower business. Yeah. Like now you, I'm like, I want to open up my own flower business. 27 for the last 20 mm -hmm. plus years. Yeah. You've loved flowers. Mm -hmm. And now you have this OG, yeah. this woman who is at the precipice of the industry. Yeah. Telling you, come to my office at this time. Yeah. And maybe there's an opportunity. Yeah. So I think she may have forgotten about me in the lobby. So I sat there for four hours. Stop. No. And I just like sat there and I was just like, oh my God. I was just like listening to conversations and seeing people going by and like the flowers coming in, like all like the commotion of it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I, I, I want this, you know? And she, she pops her head out. She's like, oh, I forgot you're here. Um, you can cut, you can go like clean some buckets in the back. I'm like, cool. Like, I came dressed up, you know, whatever. I like go in the back, roll up my sleeves. I'm like cleaning buckets. I'm like working with one of her guys back there. And I'm there for like an hour. And she was like, I'm sorry about today. Um, just come back tomorrow. And she's like, you can you can kind of stay for a couple of days, but I really don't take interns that long. Long story short, um, I end up staying with her for about 10 months. <laughs> yeah, interning. I was there every day. What was that like? It was the best. I mean, I I was just a sponge of – you know, I was, she brought me to installations. I was able to sit in on consultation. She took me to the market with her. I was able to learn how to design with her designers. Um, I, my time with Meredith and her mom, Marilyn, was, was worth so much. Um, I, I can't express, and I, I see her all the time. She's, she's my mentor. I love her. Love and um, she just really taught me how to have, just a great style and how to have finesse and, you know, in a business that is so – it's manual labor, it is. Um, you know, you're driving through the city making deliveries and you're lifting buckets of water and the cooler's cold and you get, you know, thorns in your fingers. And But that doesn't matter when you're sitting in front of a client who wants to talk about their wedding at the plaza. 
And so it's being able to have a business side of you and also being able to lug around buckets and unpack glass and, um, you know, check on your product that, you know, shipped in from Amsterdam and the product's frozen or something goes wrong. Like, how do you problem solve? Like, the business is all about problem solving um, and being flexible and having, again, like those great client relations. So, so yeah, so my time with her was amazing. Um, what was uh, What was your parents' sentiment? of you being an intern for 10 months. Oh God, they were just like, we were, what? What's happening? You're not getting paid. What are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? You know? So was it at, at three months, at six months, was there any point where you said, hey, can you throw me a bone? No, I was, it was more like, hey, well, I was making good money when I was at Fab. So mm-hmm. I didn't really like necessarily like need the bone thrown. It was more of, hey, I'm going to put together a business plan. I'm going to come to Las Vegas and open up a shop. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was... It was, you know, people were, my family and friends were like super supportive, but also skeptical. Like, I don't blame them, you know. I had put together a business plan, but there weren't real like financials in there. It was just kind of a concept. But also they're not, they only hear what you're doing. They only hear, I'm going to work for this Mm -hmm. master florist Mm -hmm. and here's what I'm doing. Maybe you tell them a few things you're doing. They're not actually there and seeing you sponging what's going to then. Right shape you yeah. for your career. And then I also was like, okay, I'm like kind of getting ready to leave New York. So I'm doing all the fun things too at the same time. So I was like I was interning and I was like going to all the places I wanted to eat and places I wanted to explore and spending time with my friends. So it was a, it was definitely a fun time. It was a scary time because I was like, okay, I really got to, you know, figure out how am I going to make this happen? Um, and then I came to Vegas for Mother's Day and I, you know, just told some people, I was like, hey, I'm doing Mother's Day arrangements. And then I had 20 orders and then had to figure Wait, out how to make them. what do you mean I just said, hey, I'm doing Mother's Day arrangements <laughs> and then like, I had literally, 20 orders? Literally, I just like told like, my friends, I was like, peer? hey, yeah, I'm going to come back to Las Vegas and try doing like a, a Mother's Day. You know, so I got 20 orders, had to figure out how to write the cards, how to get the addresses. It was a disaster. Um, my friend, Mike Horvath, helped me. Uh, do deliveries in his car and my car it took us eight hours to do these 20 deliveries we had to like turn the the air down at my mom's house keep the flowers cold enough it was it was a very interesting experience <laughs> but then I was like oh wait like I'm kind of understanding like how this is gonna go so um I move out of New York August 2014 and I opened up my shop in Vegas September Which is how big 2014 the shop Yep, the first one you opened was how big? It's still the same size. I'm in the same space. Oh. Yeah, it's in a 10,000-square-foot warehouse. You went directly into a 10,000-square-foot warehouse? Yeah, I went into a building that my dad ha- ha- my, that my dad owns mm-hmm. um, as I'm literally driving cross-country to move back to Las Vegas. He calls me. I'm, like, in Oklahoma, like, driving. I sold the, bu- I sold the building, so you're going to have to find somewhere else to put the business. And I was like... What? How? You know, because um, people are starting to get their cannabis license in Vegas, so people are opening up, you know, you know, cannabis stores and all that, and uh, and it's in a, a really industrial space area. So um, I'm still driving, driving, whatever. Long story short, they don't close on the building, and oh, that's uh, that's so then God. that got crazy, yeah. And then um, I was able to be in there and you know, revamped it a little bit. It would sat vacant for a long time and um, just started doing what I had to do. Like, conversa- I didn't even have like a full cooler. Like I was working out of like a like a shitty old dairy cooler from like a 7-Eleven. That's where I would store my flowers. Got it. Like a walk-in fridge. It wasn't even a walk-in. It was just like a slider. Oh. Yeah. Now I have a huge proper walk-in cooler, but at the beginning I didn't. So at what point did you start building out the space? 
Um, like year by year. I think I just put that big cooler in there like three years ago. You know, I was I was operating off of smaller coolers. Um, I got one delivery van, you know, that I, I bought off my grandpa and in trade for flowers for a whole year. You know, so like it, it takes a village. Yeah, I'm sure you hear that, but it really does. Um, and then just the big holidays were just crazy at the beginning because I was asking for like my family and friends to really help me and help you with like making work? deliveries, okay. processing flowers, taking orders, just packaging things, and yeah, all of it. Yeah. And what's been the biggest catalyst for you with growing your business in the last nine years? Um, I guess like staying motivated and hungry and wanting to keep it going. You know, it's it's a grind of a business. Um, there's always something happening. But then at the same time, there's like, you know, big brands that are reaching out that want to work with me. And I find that to be amazing. Um, and you do you take everything inbound. You do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We take anything that comes through. It's like, hey, like, let us know what your budget, it, budget is. We'll make it work. Like, you know, I tr hardly ever say no to anything. How many employees do you have right now? Um, it's a funny question for right now. But um, right now I'd say like about five. Five full-time and like three, four five freelancers. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, what would be the best type of referral that anyone could give for you? Um, like for yeah, the like, business? Yeah, like to help grow your business. Just more business referrals. I mean, I, I we love doing corporate work. So mm -hmm. it's fun. That's kind of a fun thing for me because I still get to use that, you know, that New York work mentality of like turning a proposal around the same day. You know, as soon as people send emails, I'm responding right back to them. And Which in Vegas, people probably aren't. As, as quick, to. yeah. I think like there's yeah. like more like that West Coast mentality of, of um, you know, I'll get to it. Where I'm like, no, like if it's not going to be me, it's going to be someone else. So uh, it's just kind of like seizing the opportunities when I can. I love that. And what do you think now we're uh, ending Q4 in mm -hmm. 2023? What does 2024 look like? I usually don't like to look at like a year plan. Yeah. But being where we are in the year? Yeah. What does 2024 look like for Ms. Daisy? Well, 23 was amazing because it was our first Formula One that we had in Las Vegas, which Do was Do they huge. plan on bringing that back next yeah, year? Yeah, there's they have a 10-year contract, so there'll be, you know, oh, nine amazing. more years of that, which is awesome. And um, nine more years and, of Ms. And, Daisy doing floral for yeah, F1. Yeah. And then, you know, like this past year, we did the Ben Affleck's um, initiative for the Congo party that happened at Lavo. So we did all the florals for that, which was huge. Um, you know, we worked with like Mercedes and um, just big brands that were in town. And then for 24, what's exciting is that we're one of the um, recommended vendors for Super Bowl. So Las Vegas has a Super Bowl in February and we're one of their um, approved vendors for people And that's right around the corner. That's mm -hmm. not too many weeks away. How long in advance how soon in advance do people need to be putting in these orders? We already have we already have some clients that have already signed with us like a month or Makes two sense. ago. But right now, you know, we have a lot of proposals out there, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of business from it because you know my business woman owned and um, born and raised in Vegas, so people really want to work with the locals there, and it's awesome. Not only it doesn't like, really get more oh, local than yeah, me, I guess. <laughs> you are literally second generation local, yeah. woman owned business mm -hmm. in Vegas, yeah. And it's exciting. And, and then three days after Super Bowl is Valentine's Day. So my people will be real happy with me that week of February. That's amazing. And <laughs> then then just, ask me how many employees I have after that. Just kidding. You're going to be less or more? 
lot less. I mean, I'm just, everyone's, just gonna, everyone's just going to be working to the bone that week. So. Yeah, but people probably want to work with you because your energy is infectious. Yeah, thanks. I try. Right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but like you. You have to want to work to want to work for me. You know what I mean? Like you have to like be hungry to work and to grind it out and um, to know that not every day is going to be the same. And, you know, today maybe you're doing deliveries tomorrow. You may be, you know, flexing roses, you know, a thousand roses, or you may be, you know, standing in the loading dock at the Venetian or doing an installation at the Wynn, or maybe you're just, you know, dropping off flowers to a funeral home. You never know. Like it's a, it, flowers are for every occasion. You know, the funny thing about the floral business, it's, it's the last thing to get added you know, for an event because it's like, oh, yeah, I need flowers. And then it's the first thing to get cut when it comes to budgets. So me, like my sweet spot is having those relationships with the clients, you know, making sure that whatever their needs are, I can, you know, meet them and making, you know, and hoping that they're they're pleased with our services so that they come back next year. And that's kind of like the beauty of, of the business. And you're nine and a half years in and, mm -hmm. and nine years from now, you're going to still be ticking. Yeah. I love that. Definitely. Uh, do you have time to read? Like, what are you reading right now? I'm not. You're just too busy. Uh, I'm not reading anything right now. No? I'm just working right now. Yeah. What's the last book you read? <sighs> I can tell you when I get back to my to my friend's place that I'm staying at because it's it, I brought it with oh, me. Oh, you brought it with you? Yeah, in okay. hopes of reading it at some Got point. Got it. I mean, Vegas, what's that, a uh, five-hour flight? Yeah. Like, ah, if I don't sleep, because that's the only time you're going to read it. Yeah. On the flight. Yeah, but I'm mostly – I'm sleeping or I'm working because now planes have Wi-Fi, you know, so. Yeah, thank God you have an iPhone. Think about, like, back in the day when your grandpa and your dad were yeah. in the business and, like, they had to send faxes. Yeah. Or they had to talk it's to a, people. Yeah. They went it's there. Nice. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it's hard. You can't really disconnect when you leave. You're still, you know, doing Touché. everything. So it's good. It's good. You know, it has its pros and cons. Yeah. So what's one book recommendation, though, that you would recommend to anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. I don't have one off the top of my head. I really haven't had a chance to read or do anything really for you, myself. I, you know, is there any book that's kind of helped you in the last ten years? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I, I, it's funny. So my grandpa passed away in August, and he wrote that book, Marshall Plan, and it's. I love flipping through it. You know, um, I miss him. And just to get some inspiration, you know, my grandpa was a handshake guy. You know, he always cared about preserving relationships and friendships and making sure that bridges were never burned. So, um, you know, last past couple of months, I've just been referencing his book, actually, and being able to, like, flip through and just read a story. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it just kind of keeps me motivated, you know, to even if a client's like, oh, you know, we're going to go in a different direction for this conference or whatever it is, like, no problem. Like, we're, we're always here. Let us know if you need anything. It's never, like, being salty about if, you know, something doesn't work out or, you know, if a client isn't happy with something, how do you how do you fix it, you know? And then just, you know, dusting it off and just moving on. I love that. Your grandpa's going to literally be with you, guiding you for your entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm lucky to have that. I love that. Um, yeah. I guess in similar sentiment, give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it. Um, just be authentic to yourself. Authentic. You know, everything you do, is it authentic? Is it is it your idea? Is it what you wanted? You know, and I think when you try and be something else or um, you're, you kind of lose sight on like what your initial goal was or your initial goal is. And... Um, 
knowing like what what do you want like what's most important to you don't you know at the beginning like you said you're like oh you're gonna do like a delivery it was like I thought I was just gonna do like a flower delivery service or it was like a more of a subscription kind of thing and then um when I really thought about it I was like wait like I don't know if that is what I want like I just want to you know I want to sell as many flowers as I possibly can like how can I do that based off a subscription service when half of Las Vegas goes out of town in the summertime when it's 120 degrees you know so things that just change but when you like you know come back to yourself you know it's it's also something like my grandma said she she always told my sister and my cousin and I she always said remember who you are and what you are and never lose sight of that so if you always remember that and you can always be true to yourself then every day will be a good day no matter like what shit flies in front of you or the problems that happen because every day there's problems right like especially shit rolls uphill you know there's there's today I'm dealing with problems. Two days ago I was dealing with problems. You know, I, even if I'm out of town, like there's still something going on. Um, but I guess if I look at these as opportunities and I don't really let them get me down, then you just kind of know, you know what? Like I was built for this and I can handle it and I'm just going to make the best of it and move on. Yep. And you'll always have new problems that you've never seen. Yep. But <laughs> you'll always have problems. And as the new ones come about, now you'll have the experience on how to attack those. Yeah. So, I love it. It's cool. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Jess Marshall, <laughs> Ms. Daisy. Thank you. Thank you.